0: Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's the Basement Show Wednesday night. We're here to talk shit like we have for the last ten years, uh, trying to spread this mess across the U.S., create dissent and disruption, create a more horizontally organized society that works for all of us instead of against all of us. Uh, we are—it's—we are here tonight, just <laughs> Brian and I. Sorry. Uh, We're here, just Brian and I, reading stories, uh, talking about the world. Uh, On Sunday nights, we do our call-in show, so if you want to call in and talk to us, we do that Sunday nights from 9 p.m. to midnight, and uh, we are now also working on our Get Motivated Premium Series, so if you want more of what we do uh, on our Patreon for $5 a month, you get access to... Not just get motivated, you get access to all of the bonus audio that we've ever done. Uh, And right now we're working through the uh, self-help gurus. We did Robert Kiyosaki, we did Dave Ramsey. Tomorrow night we're recording about Tony Robbins with Kath Barbadoro, who has actually met Tony in real life. Uh, And we're working out the rest of the month but it's a perfect time to get in support the show. That's how things keep moving. Uh, We want to keep spreading the mess across the US, you know, as we get closer to doing touring and stuff that that'll come back. But uh, the 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 digital warfare, you know, we have to uh, we have to build up our artillery artillery and uh, fight against all the other stupid ass people that that want to keep doing America. So that's why we're here. My name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. How's it going, Brian? Uh, over here uh, signing into Coinbase so I can buy some Ethereum. It's something I've just learned about uh, in the two minutes before we started recording that I feel like I need to own now. Yeah, people are talking about Fintech, hardcore right now. I don't know what Fintech is, but I know <laughs> that you said the words Ethereum and I was like, oh yeah, I, I do need that. You're gonna get I would keep that to yourself. That's like saying you would take uh, a thousand, five thousand dollars to quit your job at Amazon. It's not very popular. What? On this side of the aisle. Why? Because it burns up the whole world. Well, don't tell people that I'm doing it then. You told on yourself. Well, yeah, but I didn't mean to. I'm not telling the truth here. I'm just signing into my Coinbase and uh, looking at getting like $30 worth of Ethereum because I need some goddamn money. You know? I'm trying to gamble. Well, I just I'm so sick and fucking tired of watching people make money. And and this stems back to about three weeks ago when I when I did the P.O.D. cast uh, uh, in between because we record- don't say numbers either. I'm not going to say numbers. You, you tell people's business. I'm not going to say numbers on the show, though. What did say on the other show? The I did. Yeah. Oh, well, on the whatever. video show. Uh, on a video show, the one we just did for Patreon, you said the numbers. Oh, I thought I said that before we recorded. Oh well, whatever. Yeah, you would not make it in the mafia. Um, you cannot tell numbers. I will not tell numbers. It. But John was telling me he made some money, uh, uh, on NBA Top Shot. And the whole time I'm like, "What's NBA Top Shot?" And he he's explaining it to me, but I'm stupid. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, so it's like cards. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like baseball cards. Are you collecting baseball cards? Yeah. Basketball. Yeah. 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 But it's baseball cards. You know what I mean, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, so you're collecting baseball cards. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, baseball cards are fucking worthless. You know? That's not true. They're worthless. That's not true. Nobody buys baseball cards. I've been led to believe that nobody buys baseball cards. Uh, that the that the whole system of baseball cards crashed. Now somebody's gonna call <laughs> and be like, "You're wrong." I hope you don't think you're right. I do think I'm right. You're, you haven't done any investigation at all. It's just because you don't like them anymore. Because you, but yeah, they are huge. I get advertisements on Instagram where I can buy shares in baseball cards. There's baseball cards that are so valuable that they'll send me, te- they'll me ten. They'll sell me ten dollars. They'll sell me a stake in a baseball card. Okay. In a goddamn Pokemon card. I there's twenty five thousand dollar Pokemon cards that I can invest one hundred dollars in. Why did I think that I had heard that like they were making too many of them and all that stuff? Why did I think? Why did I have heard that? Like yeah, did they, they made that they, they, they fucked up the market in the nineties, but doesn't mean there still is an incredibly amount of of there's an incredible amount of cards that are worth money, but ninety nine of them are not. Yeah, like Ty Cobb is still worth like a Honus Wagner. Is that still worth like the is that still the most worth card? I don't know. What I'm trying to say is, I'm going to get into this. I'm going to get into one of these things eventually. That's what I want to do. I want to get in cuz Brett early on in Street Fight, man, Brett was giving people like Bitcoin tips and he was like, "Yeah, we should have Bitcoin. It's like really cool. We should have all this Bitcoin." You know what I'm saying? And I was like, it's stupid because I saw everybody making jokes about it and shit like that, you know what I mean, yeah, and it it got me, you know I'm susceptible to peer pressure, and uh now bitcoin would we would have tons of money right, but here's the thing you're you're the person that just knew that it was around. I wasted it on gambling. I went to like Bitcoin casinos and lost it all in blackjack like and but there are some there was somebody over the summer that said what i basically what i used to do is there was this um there was this app called tippy and you could assign values to stuff so when people would like send us an article for the show i would say at tippy buy them a black and mild and it would send them 85 cents in like bitcoin money you know yeah, yeah, but somebody told me that their their black and mild ended up being worth like two or three hundred dollars later on, and um, I can't think about it. I can't think about having I can't think about having it before it was worth so much right now. Sure, yeah, it, yeah. it kills me. My I I texted one of my buddies that said, "Man, I wish I would have just hung on to some of that Bitcoin instead of spending it all." And they were like, "You would have been a millionaire by now." And I was like, "Okay, calm down. You don't, don't don't say that out loud. Think that to yourself." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, you can sit around and think, hey, you know, Brian's, or or uh, Brett's a dumb shit. He got rid of all of that Bitcoin. But, like, you know, that's just the way things are, Brett. The rich get richer, and the poor get poorer. Yeah, that's is, the way the world. Is, that's just the way it works. And you know what? Me and you are always going to be uh, bottom feeders. Yeah. But it's fine. I like it here. I'm more comfortable here. I mean, I would be more comfortable with money. Uh, uh oh. But spending all of your – you have free – like here's the thing. Your conundrum is you have all this free time to enjoy yourself. You're not obsessed with baseball cards 24-7. Like you have to be obsessed with that stuff. There's no passive income. There's no easy anything. Any The part of this Get Motivated series people need to understand is that there is zero easy money. There is no way to get out of this and just like double your money overnight. The Game Stocks thing blew up. All of my Game, game Stock experts – uh, are all fucking quiet. We're quiet immediately. I know that they, they left with their tail between their legs on that shit. Um, but there's just no way to get rich fast in this world. Unless, you know, like, like yeah, you have to be on it all the time. So you have to think about it a lot? You have to think about it and pay attention to know when to make the money off of it. Okay. Wow. Well, like people that people making money off of that are signing into crypto sites every day or signing into Top Shot sites or whatever. Oh, no, no, no. My idea was that I would buy it now and then check back in on it two years later oh, that's, and it would be worth a few million dollars. That's good. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I'd buy like $30 worth of whatever it is yeah. and then just check back two years later. Maybe it's worth 250 I don't fucking yeah, know. Right. You know what I mean? But if yeah. it's worth something that's something well that's most likely going to happen is it really it's going to go up yeah
1: yeah i mean in
0: my opinion i i don't think that it's i think that it's just it's now becoming common parlance it's going to be adopted by everybody eventually it's one world currency though it's like the Amero. you know what i mean is that what we're headed towards Bitcoin, the Amero? Remember it's, the Amero? Yeah, but that's not legislated by the government, though. This is a pee This is owned by the people. Are we taking it away from the government? Is yeah, this good? they don't take like the power it. back. Yeah, this government takes, doesn't like it. Yeah, this this just we can get rid of fiat currency. No! but we've been trying to since Ron Paul. Climate change accelerates hugely, though. Oh, well, I don't want to trade off. Yeah, why can't they make it so it doesn't like burn? Yeah, we need to do solar powered Bitcoin. Like, why does it have, God, I know you can't answer this question. And I know that like, it would, we would have to have some expert call in on Sunday or something to explain it, but why does it have to eat up energy? You know, why can't it just be something that you type in some numbers? It just has to eat up energy. It's so wild to me. I think it's because it's like, if you made the Leafs money, it would like fuck everything up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If like you with, just if it was just some guy typing in, hey, there's 500 bitcoins today, <laughs> you know, like, I, then I guess like that's probably not going to be very secure. I mean, I for me, I mean, I don't. The problem is, is that an actor is it, as an actor in this world, and as someone that is, has spent 37 years on this earth, I don't think it's ever going to happen. But the abolition of money is what would solve all those. It's it's that we don't need it. We don't need money, and those systems that are in place are just harmful. Like keeping track, keeping score of an invisible amount of value that you have is harmful. I agree. Any way you do it, I even if fun. it's even if it's decentralized through Bitcoin, because yeah, because the idea behind the crypto is basically instead of having the Federal Reserve keep uh, keep hold of all the money, everybody. Gives their a piece of their computing power to keep track of all the records of money, and then you're just like, why do we keep track of records of money? We don't need that, right? I was thinking a lot about like that kind of that crew that the Elon Musk's and guys like that that are really into this crypto stuff, and them like, you know, the the what's the word that i have the the going to Mars. Right, how they want to go to Mars and stuff, but it's like with the people that are going there, it sounds like it would be awful to be at Mars. You know, I mean, it's not going to be great to be here. I I agree. They're just trying to jump ship, right? Um, yeah, and and I, yeah, I think it's it's like fracking jobs. Have you ever watched fracking? I watch a fracking video, like a guy working on the job. And it fucking blew my mind how dangerous that is. What was it? The guy hooking up the well, tapping the fucking well. There's like. Well, that was fracking? Chains spinning. I saw that. Cha- yeah, yeah. I saw that. That was fracking? Yeah, I thought that was just a regular. Ad. I saw that video. I was like, damn, man. You know, if I would have got that job, I'd be in shape. <laughs> right. That's exactly what I thought. You wouldn't. Everybody not? that does it spends all their money on pills and meth and cocaine. Did you see that guy, though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd be in shape. You're right. You're right. I mean, you would be ripped. That guy was ripped, you know. And he's just a he's just a regular guy. It wasn't like he was an actor or something. He looked like he could have been in a fucking calendar. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, fracking makes that's what fracking does. <laughs> Let's frack for bitcoins and get better bots. Yeah, yeah. That guy really did look like men of fracking calendar. You know, dude, the chains flying around was just like, would it be so cool to do your job and there's fucking chains flying? You're grab you're yanking on chains and shit. Um, totally kills your body and fucks up your lungs forever, though. So once again, like money, not worth doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess I have to uh talk about my car again since I got news about it. And uh, not so happy about the news I got. They're trying to charge me money, Brett. Wait, what? Yeah, my car for Kia? my recall. Kia? For Kia wants some more of my money. Um, um, what? When did you get this news? Today. I'm at war with Kia again. So what happened, maybe if this is your first time listening to the show, Brian's car broke down over the summer. It was a whole kerfuffle. You should go check it out. But now you got that recall in the mail. Why I've never ha- I I have done a recall on two vehicles I've never paid a fucking cent. I will never take my car in for another recall ever. This has been nothing but problems for me. And uh, but wasn't your car smoking oil and shit before that? Right. Yeah, that's what was going on. So it was like okay i get a letter well okay during the summer my car just feels like it's shitting the bed it won't accelerate past 55 miles an hour and it's really bad and so this guy is just like i take it in and i say it's not shifting right because i am stupid and i don't know how a car works you know what i mean? And uh, the guy's like, so it needs a new transmission. So he puts a new transmission in. I pay for him to put a new transmission in. I take the car. It's doing exactly the same thing. So he's like, it's the catalytic converter. Now they give me the catalytic converter for free because they just rinsed me from <laughs> <A whole life, laughs> transmission. transmission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A brand new transmission in the car. They just they took me out. You know. So. The oil light keeps coming on and flashing on the car. And I get a letter in the mail from Kia. And it says there's a recall on this car. If your oil light or your engine light are coming on and flashing, your engine could catch on fire. You need to bring this fucking thing in for a recall. And will prop. And it said something. And the wording was something like, if we have to replace your engine, we will. Okay. Like that, that's the exact wording. Gotcha. If we have to replace up to replacing your engine, we'll do that. And I was like, okay, so the oil lights flashing. I added oil and the oil light was still flashing. Uh, I'm going to take it to the dealership for the recall. Yeah. I don't dude. I've said, I said this on the last show. I just don't do recalls. I just, cause it's always some like bracket or some shit. And I'm just like, I don't have time to go in and get a bracket on my car i understand
1: how that's brackets. not safe
0: yeah yeah d- dude you, you don't have to tell me how stupid that is i 100 percent know how stupid it is i just my time is worth more than a bracket to me You're it's like i don't to risk spend it all the time yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to risk it all i just don't want to spend the time dealing with the bracket so I get this thing in the mail, and I'm like, well, this sounds like I should take the goddamn car in. Yeah. You know? I would. You don't want the fucking thing to catch on fire while you're driving. That sounds scary. You know? Yeah. So I take it in, and I drop. I take it in. I wait around while they diagnose it, and they're like, oh, that shit's just an oil sensor. Uh, it's 230 bucks. Yeah. You know? You just pay us. We'll put that on there. And I'm like, okay. Whatever. So I pay him the 30 bucks. I fucking leave. Oil light starts flashing again immediately. It's like the second I pull out. Yeah. I'm like, they didn't fix the fucking car. Yeah. Right? Guy fucking. I take it back in. Guy gives me a loaner, which is kind of nice. You know, he's like, we're gonna need some time with this car. Uh the system's down. A b- bunch of shit. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. So he calls me today, and he's like. I'd like to catch you up on what's going on with this car. And he just starts saying a bunch of words that there's, he knew I didn't know what he was talking about. You know what I mean? We ran this test. We ran this test. We did this test. And then it seems like it's your, 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 it was, it was, I know what he was doing, because I used to do it at the cable company. Right. You toss out a bunch of words. Just to get people confused. To get, yeah. So that when you tell them what you have to do, they'll be like, oh, dip, yeah, do that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, whatever you got to. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like crazy. You know, I I don't want this, th- I don't want this problem to go for one more second. I'm sorry I burdened you with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I go, okay. What is that going to cost me? And he's like, you want me to send you that in an email? And I was like, no. <laughs> really? No. Yeah. What? Yeah. We don't talk numbers on the phone. He's like, do you, do you have time to listen to me or do you want me to send that in an email? I was like, dude, I got nothing but time, buddy. You don't know I, what, don't, I, do I don't like money. that. He was so scared of asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. He really thought he was going to do a voicemail on this. He really thought he was going to say, Mr. Quimby, your car is ready. We're expecting $750 when you come in. Yeah. So I go, what is that going to cost me? And he was like, oh, you know, first we got to do an oil change. (laughs) $39.99. Thirty-nine ninety-nine. <laughs> he leads with that. With oh, the no. And then he throws in also oh, an aftermarket uh uh oil filter on there. So okay. Just gonna let you know that. Was, I'm gonna get a good one flown in for you. <laughs> he he, was, he did say Kia oil filters are, you know. Yeah, you know they that. have a thing and they're better. You know, and I'm like, okay, guy, come on. Okay, you know, it's an oil filter. And then he goes, he goes, your valve cover something and then gasket or something. It, it, two things leaking oil, which, by the way, is the problem that is described on, on that the, paper yeah. that they sent to my house. And I go, they initiated all of this. You would have just drove the car to death like, yeah, It never came back. They asked you to come in. I would have drove until the car caught on fire. For right, real. right. But right. just that would you have, have just, it would have been a tweet that said lol, and it would be a picture of you standing on the freeway with your car on fire. <laughs> yeah. That would is. have been the end of this. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> they brought you in. I know. I know. That's that's one of the reasons why I had to get psycho today. I had to just it, it was like I, you know. The last thing I want to do is yell at a customer or at a customer service representative. Yeah. And I won't do that. I didn't today, even. Yeah. I was so fucking even-tempered, but also pissed off. Yeah. You know, it was like a, a, a double, it was like you guys, a, kind of genius sort of way that I handled this in a way that was just. Say mean shit in a nice way. Yeah, but it wasn't even mean. You know, it, it, I went like this. I said, okay, so like you sent me this thing in the mail that tells me this problem. I'm having that problem. But then you tell me it's something else. It turns out not to be that. And then you tell me it's another thing. And I'm worried that I'm going to pay you $950. And it's not going to fix the problem. Because this has happened four times. Yeah, You know what I mean? The, The time over the summer and this time. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, I'm just... I gotta tell you, dude, I don't have a lot of confidence that this is gonna work. I It's I, like you're wrapped up with the mob, dude. I know, I know. And it fe- this feels like a fucking racket. It feels like I would just say, you can have the car, just... I I don't want to pay payments on it, and let's just go. I don't want this in deal anymore. Yeah. So I go... Fuck so- Kia forever, don't buy them. Yeah, don't buy Kia. So I go... I, I just, y- you have to understand that I don't, I, this is how I'm explaining it's to him that I don't trust yeah. this, yeah. that this sounds crazy to me. And he's like, I'll tell you what, let me go talk to my manager real quick, puts me on hold, gets back on the phone. He told me I can take 20% off of that right off the top. Oh. And I go, okay. And he's like, so what? That's $180 we're taking off. That gets you down to about $750. And I go. Again, I have to do this. So I, I feel like, yes, obviously, I guess just do it. And then I will pay you the $750. But you have to understand that I feel like you're ripping me off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to. What do you do next? Take your car out of there. Take it to another dealership. You know, that is a good point. I had considered that. Get it out of there. I have considered that. I don't know why I haven't done that. Don't let them that. make the money. Don't let them make a fucking cent from you. Yeah. Um. You're. That's a good point. I didn't. I. I haven't even considered doing that because I just feel like I'm gonna get the same treatment no matter where I go. Well, you, you know? know what this treatment is. I feel like it only <laughs> get better. Yeah. Yeah. I have there's been owned. more than one, isn't there? Yeah. 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 There's more. I have been owned several times by this Kia dealership. Yeah. Right. So I go. Okay. Uh. I guess you're just going to have to do it. And he's like, are you like not satisfied? And I was like, no, (laughs) he said that. Yeah. He was like, you're really still unsatisfied or something like that. And I was like, yeah. He's like, I gotta tell you, I'm looking at your records here. I see what's been done to your car. I see what's been going on. I totally understand why you're frustrated, but, I've only been working here for four months. We fired the guy that was working on it over the summer four months ago. See? <laughs> and I was see. Like, that doesn't affect me. Okay, well, you got a bunch of fucking money out of me then. And yeah. still, and you're asking for more money. That's the thing. So he goes, if you're not satisfied, look, I stand by my work. And uh, if you want to go ahead and call Consumer Affairs, you can. And I'll stand by my work, and, and we'll see if they can fix it. So I called Consumer Affairs and talked to them. They gave me a case number and they're like, we'll call you in three business days. You know, we'll let you know what we can do. So I think the, the okay, the best result of this is a new engine. That is the best result, that they approve that and it's done. And that's just what happens. The second best result, I really believe this, is that they charge me $500 instead of $750. I I think that's all that's that's really going to be like, I think they're going to take like more money off, but they're still going to charge me for it. And I'm still going to be digging into my pocket to fix this thing that again It's just crazy. It's I'd, be just, eating, I'd be eating rice and beans and ramen noodles just to get spite on these motherfuckers. <laughs> I would walk in there. I would take a limo to that place with a tow truck behind me and saying, you aren't getting a fucking cent out of me. We're heading over to this other dealership. Yeah. I mean, I should. And I'm. I, this may happen. You know, I'm dealing with corporate, though. So the corporate Kia office now, like I'm talking to them. We see what happens, you know, but there you is a... You poli- didn't do any back talk, man. You said, I did. No, you didn't. You said, I guess I have to pay this. You need to tell them that they're awful people and that they're running a fucking scam. Oh, I said You, needed to ma- you guy, need to make this person feel bad. I said to the guy, I'm not mad at you as a person. No. I'm- That's what I said. <laughs> no. I'm telling you what I said. I said, I want you to know that I'm not mad at you as a person. I think you're great. I just think that I'm being ripped off. I I am very unsatisfied with this. We got to do this. We got to take this uh we got to take this to a social media campaign. <laughs> we have to record a video with you telling your story and we need to tag Kia on Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and we need to get a whole fucking brand new car. I'm tired of this. I I you know, somebody DM'd me and said that they should just give me a new car. <laughs> like, after all the shit I've gone they're through. They're going the to spend $100,000 trying to get you. They're going to get you to give them $100,000 to not have a new car just handed over. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let me see what happens. I I, I will. What's going to happen is you're going to come campaign. back next week and say I paid all the money. I I know. I know. But I want to give them that three days where they said they're going to, you know, try to work it down or whatever they're going to do. And then I will do the social media campaign. There's I don't there's no reason that you should be paying for that. I know. I feel the same way. I think they should just up to replace an en- the goddamn engine. Well, I think that up to an engine includes the $750 worth of work. That A whole engine is not $750. That $750 That's- is their thing. But That is exactly how I feel, too. The goddamn thing is doing the stuff that it says on that form. Why are they charging me to fix that stuff, even if it's not a new engine? They should be fixing that. That's not shouldn't be on me. Just a shit fucking company. Just a shit fucking dealership, man. Just really ripping me off. So that is what's going on with me. Uh, it's the worst feeling in the world. If I was broker, I don't know what I would do. I I, I only because I got paid today and I haven't wasted a bunch of money, you know? I can handle this. It's not going to kill me or anything. It's not going to like do too bad for me. But, but like, God, man, if this was two years ago, yeah, I'd be hurting, dude. And it's just, this happens to people. This is the kind of thing that happens to people all the fucking time. And it just makes me think about like, okay, like your car breaks down. You're in a pandemic. You've lost your job and this fucking government. What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, how how many miles are on your car? Hundred thousand. It's it's six years old. Yes, and the engine needs replaced. the te- The transmission re- needs replaced. The cat, everything on the fuck, fly- it needs to be thrown away. Yeah. Like they they should, they're, they're tr- doing everything they can to not be responsible for their mistakes. They spend more money on lawyers. They spend more, more money on lawyers that say, "How can we make money from a recall?" than they do on research and development to prevent a recall. Yeah. It may, it really does make me wonder like if a lot of people are in this situation right now too. If there's just a lot of fucking people that got that letter in the mail that were like that's scary. You know what I mean? I yeah. you know, not my car to light on fire and, and are now dealing with them telling them that that's not what it is. It's just, it, it does feel like it does feel like a scam. It really, it, I don't think they know how it comes off like looking, but when I was in there, uh, uh, last or two or three weeks ago, when they were, when they changed the oil thing, there was another guy there that was like, you know, I can't believe it. Uh, I can't believe this wasn't part of the recall. No. Are you, oh, he's, I swear to fucking God, dude. It was another customer and he was standing there. He was paying whatever he had to pay. He's like, I can't believe this wasn't part of the recall. Yeah. They it was just, mind blowing. They're just taking advantage of dopes. People that will just pay the money because they don't know what to do. It, it's the same thing as people that don't cancel free trials. Like they're just That's playing. True. They're playing numbers. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, we'll send it. We'll send this letter out. We'll get. You know, half of them will give us $700 and the other half we have to buy an engine. But we only spend $100 on those engine anyways because we we uh, have terrible craftsmanship. Yeah. It just makes me wonder, like, it just makes me wonder, like, uh, uh, why in my mind I do attribute some sort of decency to this company still, like even at this point. Like, why have I attributed a kind of decency where I'm like, I don't think it's a scam. I think it's something bureaucratic happening. Yeah. When it's probably, it it very well could be a scam. Like, the auto industry has been scamming people for fucking ever. That's all of business in America. Yes. Then all the books. Three card money on the street when you, you show people cards and then you kind of slide a hand them and show them a different card. That's illegal. That's a scam. If you have enough paperwork and bureaucracy going on, if you have a, a corporate filings and uh, departments, if enough departments look at it, that's not a scam now. That's not a scam. They're, they're scamming the fuck out of you. But should I be, that's the thing though, right? Like if the person... guy I am with the show that I do, with the things I do for a living and the things I talk about, why am I susceptible to believing that there's decency like, I, I feel like there's decency with these companies. You know what I mean? Is that what you're thinking? Guy. Yeah. For some reason, I just think it's like a couple of bad people are keeping me from getting my engine, not the whole company. You know what I mean? It's like there's a gatekeeper at Capital Kia, and he is making sure that I'm not going to get my engine because he does. This is what I this is what keeps playing in my head is that he doesn't want to pay for the labor. To have somebody install an engine. Yeah. Because they don't have to pay for the part. The The dealerships aren't going to have to pay for the part, but they got to pay for the labor and that's going to cost them money. Right. And like, it just makes me think like this guy just doesn't want to do that. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to pay for the labor. So he's doing anything he can to get that labor covered by me. Right, and, there, and there's a there's a bottom line, and yeah, that's exactly what it is. They don't want to spend money on things that don't make them money, and they have some sort of fifteen dollar an hour employee that can just seed of doubt you and kind of just politely say no, and you're not going to cause an issue. So they're just going to keep saying, "Well, you know, that's just you you have a, you misunderstood how the recall works. You have to pay for the recall. You right. know, yeah, yeah, it's a scam." And you just don't ever think about that stuff. You just, I I guess, like, maybe there are people that are, I I just am not, like, I feel like I'm a cynical guy, but I can't be that cynical if I think that, like, somebody's going to, like, come and save me from this. You know what I mean? Like, I still have that, like, weird White guy privilege thing. That's like, uh, they're not gonna let me pay for this. Like, I'm still in that mode when I know that lady's gonna call me and tell me I have to pay for this. Yeah. You know, but like in my mind, I'm like, they probably won't. I mean, they wouldn't do that. That you know, there's more people involved. They gotta somebody's gotta stand up and do what's right. It's like so no, it's, they don't. It's you. You're the only person. I know. It's all on your, like, you you have expected somebody else to do it, but you have to stand up for yourself. I am. I am trying to be more confrontational. I just don't also, just on a you personal. You don't have to go after them. You just have to point out. You have to logically point out why they're bad and why they're fucked up to their but That's face. what I was doing. I, I feel like I did that today. Sure. I feel like telling them that, like, you did this, you did this, you did this, and it didn't end up working. But then the guy was just like, well, we fired that guy four months ago. So, you know, you can't hold me to what happened in the summer. And it's like, okay. Like, it just feels like at some point you can't just keep getting money out of me. You know, it's just a very weird situation. And I don't know why I, again, I don't know why I trust these guys. You know what I mean? It's just a very weird thing. Honestly, I have to say that. They told you who they were over the summer. I don't, I would never, I would have never gone back to that dealership if it was right next to my house. You know what? There's a Taco Bell next to my house. I don't go to it. <laughs> Why? It's horrible. They miss shit all the time. Um, they don't get anything fucking right. The food is fucked up all the time. I don't even go to it. I don't care. I'm not holding it against them. I don't give a fuck. I just know what they serve at that Taco Bell. There. So I go to other, I will drive 45 minutes to go to any other Taco Bell than the one by my house, because there's been times when I've had a really rough day and I've come all the way home and I open up the bag and my shit isn't in there and I have to drive back there and I very calmly and I'm not rude or anything, but I just don't want to deal with fucking people that can't do the shit anymore. And, and they totally took advantage of you. And and there's no, you should have drove to Dublin to Westerville, to Circleville. I would have drove to Cleveland instead of taking it <laughs> to Capital Kia. Is it Capital yeah. Kia in Columbus? Yeah, yeah. It's on Morse Road, yeah. yeah. We, could, we could try to get Kia to feel bad for us. We could also just put heap a whole bunch of heat on Kia. We make them buy you a Toyota or a Honda or a Ford. We make them buy you a car that isn't a Kia. Well, that's what I told my wife. was like, maybe we should turn it in. I was like, the problem is we'd have to pick it up and take it somewhere else because I'm not buying another Kia. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, if they gave me a free Kia, I'd drive a free Kia. That's that makes sure. sense. Yeah. Well, I, want you know what I used to do when I used to watch the prices, is right. Is I would be like, all oh, right, I could sell that car for like a cool car. <laughs> like every time they gave away the free car, it's like, no, that nobody wants that free ass car. <laughs> I would rather sell it. It could be a down payment for <laughs> yeah, like a that's, muscle car. <laughs> right. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, saw this story over the weekend. I think we got to get to, cause it's local. It's in the city. Uh, uh, and uh, it's interesting. I and I think we might be getting a caller from involved in that story too on Sunday. On Saturday, February 27th, posts and images started circulating on social media indicating that the staff of Platform Beer Company's Columbus Tap Room had walked out. A sign posted to the tap room door read, The entire Platform Columbus crew has quit. The tap room is closed until further notice. Thank you. Now, I want to say. That I love this version of a strike for a place like this, for yeah. for, for a a, a restaurant, uh, even even a McDonald's or something like that. Like this form of protest to me is is like you close the place down, which already hurts, but you put that sign on that fucking door, dude, and everybody that tries to go there that day sees that sign obviously this also went very viral at least locally and people saw that sign and all that sign makes you want to do is be like hmm why'd they all quit (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i think um i think also for a place like platform and with a lot of these breweries uh they are the epitome of small business tyrants Because it's usually someone that looks like me that smokes weed at like the company retreats, you know, into heady fucking brews. Like those people really take advantage of. And the same that we talk about, like nonprofits and how they they're like they take care, they take advantage of your passion. This is like, hey man, you got like the chillest job on earth, and you get a six pack every week. You get a four pack of our finest eighteen percent beer. You know, like they're 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 they are running on coolness and it's like hey man we're all here for the same thing to sell a good glass of beer and it's like right but you you own a house I make $11 an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> there, yeah. There's a difference in here that, like, we're not all vibing at the same level here. You we know? don't make you wear a uniform. Right. Right? You can dress however you want. You can wear your raggedy ass cargo shorts and yep. whatever offensive t-shirt. You, you can do anything Crocs, you we want. love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't care if you come in and flip flops, man. Yep. You know? As long and, as you'll take less than $10 an hour. Exactly, exactly. And we have... It's weird because, like... We haven't had a ton of calls from people who work in breweries. We've had a couple. We've had a couple, but yeah. not not a ton. But it does appear to me this is your time this weekend. This no, right now? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm just in the future. This is a time to like. If you have experience with it, this is the time to start calling because when I posted the story, a lot of people were commenting like, "I've done this job before. It fucking sucks." Well, let's look at the letter that the employees drafted, which I really like. Okay, so I wanted to get to that point too, which, like you said, uh, Sonic. They did that. Sonic too. did an mm-hmm. epic quitting, and for platform, this is a company that does make really good beer and is very popular in Columbus. Um, and for, the, I, I don't know. I think that the, for in my mind. Um, there's been a change, like leading up to the Joe Biden presidency, like once, once the, once the the Black Lives Matter summer happened with the George Floyd protests, and people started pretending to be really radical, like this is the time where I'm going to be like, ah, though, remember you're radical, right? You're radical. You support workers. You support working people. You're down for the struggle. Fist, right? <laughs> you do the all black square. Like now is your time. The platform people said they feel this way, and like you said, put it on the door, which is significant. Somebody come in and do it, because if you do that, yeah, it's a viral thing immediately. I've stood in front of the manager and said, fuck you, fuck this place, everybody hates it here, you're a piece of shit, up and down the line and stormed out. Nobody noticed. The next day, they hired another person and kept it moving. This is the whole staff making a statement, typing their feelings out on fake fucking paper. Like that that mm-hmm. that shows so much intention. That's like a wake up call to anybody watching, like, God damn, what would I if I what if I hated my job so much I wrote a fucking letter and posted it on the door before exactly. I left. Exactly. And 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 there is almost the thing about it is if you're in in the in this kind of business, in this craft brewery type business, right? It would be I I would say, look. Of course, there's a big libertarian type audience that's into this stuff, too. But a lot of the people that are into these very expensive craft beers are people that care about this kind of shit or pretend to care about this kind of shit. And actually, now that you say it, it runs right alongside coffee, where you're making a substance that people are addicted to that sells itself. And it's really neat that you you have a story and an Instagram about it, but at the same time, like if it just said beer on the side, I'd fucking drink it. Yeah. <laughs> if it said skunky beer, sh- smelly beer, woody beer, like I would, I I like all the different flavors. It's it's like the weed when they started doing the weed stuff. It's like what's the strain? It's like I'll smoke any weed. That, like if, <laughs> if you told me a strain, there's no strain I would turn down. <laughs> Zero strains I would turn down. Yeah, that is very funny too. But the beer thing, I, I it's think also like the that. Same. It's like we're we're community. We're craft, and also you get into like you said, libertarian. We're craftsmen. We're crafts people. Crafts, crafts, craft folk that uh are passionate about what we make, and you know this is an ancient technology, and this is, you know, getting back to our roots, and this is all hunky dory, but. Uh in actuality, you're trying to pay me the least amount as possible to sell your fucking drugs and I do also feel like I would say probably that a good portion of the people who monetize and build the brewery and all that stuff probably are closer to like a conservative yeah but well, like the conservatives like a libertarian like a like a well, like a, a a gary Johnson guy that you know he he has some nice flannels yeah. he wears suspenders sometimes he's he may maybe has a beard or a handlebar mustache expensive bow ties yeah he never wears like a baseball cap but he always <laughs> has a hat on or a hat near hey, you know stop picking on me I, I well yeah you do look like one of those guys like you don't want to wear a baseball cap. Ever. I could step into any brewery if they're like this is our new uh, this is our new CEO Brett Payne and they would just be like whoa. <laughs> when yeah. Once I came out like I would just stand on the above everybody in the tap room and then they would just you this do, guy knows what he's doing. You do have the look I, you know you would have to. Well, we've been in quarantine for so long, I don't know how you dress anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I might have to switch up the dress. You'd have to switch up the dress because you do have to wear shirts with buttons on them. You know? I have shirts with buttons. No, but I'm saying, like, you don't wear them very Sure, sure. You're generally in sweatpants and sweatshirts right now. Yeah. <laughs> Which I understand. Hey, I'm, I'm not ficozzi. doing much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I treat yeah, my my most of my wardrobe I wear sweats all day long and if I have to go into public, I put it on for 90 minutes and then put it right back in the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, and and you're right. Like I think one of the most effective ways to to do a strike like this, a, a wildcat strike like this, and especially like now, yeah, where it's like there's just we'll get into it with this letter there's not really any money coming in anyway. It's it's like, at this point, if you're working at Platform Brewery, you're working there to work at Platform Brewery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, where you're like, I believe in a beer and a mission and shit like that. No. Because there's just no money in it right now. Or, yeah, or you're there I wouldn't because you would, have to be. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that most people that are, are working in, in conditions like that are... Just have to be working i think that like the fact that they're willing to give it up kind of says like wow this must be horrible this has to be really bad yeah yeah for someone to give up a job in this economy is just also equally astonishing yeah walking out and leaving a sign i'm just saying as like a, a labor tactic i you know there's there's we we've seen two or three of these in the past you know, two years or so. We saw one at Sonic. I think we saw one at a Taco Bell once. And I just think it's so highly effective. I mean, the shit makes it to Reddit like immediately. Yeah, and it's all over fucking Reddit. And I I got this from Reddit. Uh, like I I got some I got a link and it was like on Reddit and it was like this huge thing yeah. in the city and like there's so many of the people that are running around the city like like doing everything. Uh uh, they're Reddit. Pe- Reddit people love to do stuff, I think. Like local Reddit, like the Columbus Reddit. Columbus Reddit is good. They like just, those motherfuckers go off. They're just doing everything. As soon as something opens, they're just like, let's do it. You know, I just, I have this vision of Columbus Reddit uh, as being like all of the people that actually go and do things. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? oh, there's also the few conservatives that are like trying to sneakily call everyone sheep and say they're they're stupid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To I saw try to those contrar- There's lots of contrarians. Yes, yes, yes. we're well, not lots. There's a few sprinkled in. <clears throat> the owner's name is Justin Carson. Over the last year, platform has let us down. As a global pandemic ravaged the world, the the country, the state, and our very own city, platforms handling of the situation and the praise for its employees has been almost entirely performative. In several of the company-wide safety meetings regarding COVID-19 early on, it was made abundantly clear that the company was making money to speak nothing of the Anheuser-Busch acquisition or the safety net it may provide. During each of these calls, we were told several times that we're shattering our goals, though none of the the boots-on-the-ground hourly essential employees have received hazard pay or any financial support knowing full well. That the taproom itself does not get many customers, and by extension, no tips. There's InBev now, too? They're owned by Anheuser-Busch InBev. But I think, from what I can tell... Was that recent? Yeah, I didn't know about this either until this story happened. I think that's a thing that people keep quiet, though. These these oh yeah craft I mean because they're on my list quiet. you're on the list now you're on the Brett Payne list yeah you, <laughs> I'm not gonna drink platform all anymore. the beer wars the beer war started with that documentary ten years ago and we don't fuck with them if you've never seen the documentary Beer Wars now I'm not even a drinker but Brett. When me and Brett first met, Brett got obsessed with Beer Wars. It's a good one. He's just he it's for Brett, Beer Wars was his food ink. Yeah. Where like everybody saw food ink and they were just like, that's it, I'm changing, changing everything yeah. about my life. <laughs> no, Everything's I was on the different patio. from this day on. <laughs> no, man, Goose Island isn't owned by them anymore, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and 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 Brett would just be like. You know, I remember one time he accidentally bought an Anheuser-Busch beer and like it ruined his night a little bit. Like he was very unhappy. Yeah. There was yeah, Red Hook. Red Hook beer. I Red bought Red Hook and I was at that party and was like, this was really good and then you were like, that's an Anheuser-Busch beer and I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> i can't know. i think that was i i think that actually happened it's funny when 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 it, i think it happened when me and you used to just sit and watch tv together <laughs> at yeah. my house you went and bought one and we used to just sit and watch tv and then i, think I your I, brother I, was there i think it was talking to your brother about yeah it. well I, and i think it got googled but then i just remember like the for the first like year we were hanging out you would just be like this fucking beer wars, man. They take up all the space on the couch. Yeah. So I watched it, and at the end, I don't drink at all. I shouldn't give a fuck what's happening in that section. Of this, like, I don't care what's happening in like the 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 tuna fish section of the store because yeah. I don't eat tuna fish. Right. But in the beer aisle, I'm like these fucking these mega breweries <laughs> are taking over. Yep. and they're buying the micro. And you know why it bothered me more than anything. Because it is the same thing that happened with music, when the major labels bought those little imprint imprints, and then they would release it as like an yeah. indie album, but it was under Capitol Records. Yeah. I was like, that's not indie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's why it irritated me more than anything, because it's such a fake fucking thing, and it's like you, it really is. If you're a guy like you that's trying not to drink the Anheuser Busch beers, it's really hard. To just yeah, you know, you never know what you're buying, you know. Yeah, I um, I mean, I I don't, I don't, I'm not as hardcore as I used to be. I mean, it's not worth it, but <laughs> I still, loved it though. But still, I mean, I would rather see my money go to a place, but that is a small business tire instead of a big corporation. You know, that is the fucking other thing, right? It's like their point. In this part of the letter, in this in just this paragraph, their point should stand. Where it's like Anheuser Busch bought you. Right. It's not like you're selling less beer. Yeah. You're probably selling more beer. I can't imagine. They deliver it. They open it to delivery. I mean, I get ads on my I get ads on my Facebook that says platform will deliver six packs to your house. You're within the zip codes that we deliver to. We'll bring them right to you. Right. So I can't imagine that they're they have lost any money. The, the actual company Alcohol sales have gone up like crazy. Yeah, they're probably doing fucking great. And and to not give your employees hazard pay during this time or to not take care of them for the year. What like what what skin what skin is it off your back? Platform's one of the biggest fucking local things in in town. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's um it it is uh The lack of acknowledgement, like, oh, wait, you work in our tap room. We used to have hundreds of people come there all weekend long and pay $1 per beer to drink. And they're not doing that anymore. Yeah. You know, maybe the $8 an hour that we're paying you isn't significant, you know, anymore. The Columbus Tap. And also, if I was working at a place and I knew that the people, if I knew what the structure of the business was going into Corona, if it was like... This is all we got. It's us here. And if this money goes, we don't get anything. Knowing that your people got bought out by a conglomerate like that, it's just like you that has trickle down. Come yeah. on. Do yeah. the Reagan mm-hmm. thing. Do the Reagan thing. Give us a fucking trickle down. We need our payment. You fucking you're making a ton of money. Right. If you're working for a restaurant that is just a locally owned restaurant. You still should be attempting to take care of your employees. I'm not saying, but you, if you, if I was working for a a local restaurant right now, in my mind, I would be like, I understand, like the people that own the restaurant are living off scraps. Yeah. Yeah. Like they eat all their meals there. (laughs) Shit. I know know people. people. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how they're paying me. Like they're. Yeah. But. When it when Anheuser Busch buys you and you're having record sales, just I, look, just pay people a thousand dollars a week. The cost, week. just pay people a thousand dollars a week. What's that going? They're hurt? going to lose so much money in PR right now. So they. A lot of people will forget about this. A lot of people, I'm going to hold this against them forever. I hold the BP oil spill against BP gas stations. Still, I will not pull into a BP. It's all the same gas. I don't think it's different. I literally will drive right past any BP same. that I've been presented. Same. This I won't just, go to a BP. I haven't been to a BP since that, since that goddamn oil <laughs> spill. I live off of these spiteful things. And... The be- there is so much beer. And like I said, you're not, they're not selling anything special. They're selling beer, which is readily available everywhere. I can get it into my house in 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And There's so, all kinds of people selling beer. From now on, even if you recover, I don't care if you're still in business. It's not going to be with my dollars. That's true. You and did it- the wrong thing when it counted. This is when it counted. This is the time to say, we have enough to bankroll our people for, a- it's one year. Mm -hmm. You have so much ahead of you. You just sold out all you had to do was keep your people happy. You couldn't be decent to your employees and you've spoiled the whole thing for everybody in Columbus. Right. And you're totally right. Uh, I mean, that BP point is like really good. It's like it's probably ineffective. It's the same thing with Walmart. I think I don't go to Walmart because I watched Walmart, the high cost of low prices. Somebody said that was my, someone said that was their beer wars was the high cost of low prices. I, I watched that fucking movie, <laughs> dude. I watched that fucking movie and I was like, I'm never going to Walmart again. Fuck this, man. I can't believe the shit that they do. And I just don't go. It's psychic, not making any what? Psychic gasoline. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. It's I not making to... any, it's not making any dent in Walmart's profits, but I just don't go out of habit now. I just don't even have to go mm-hmm. because it's just a habit. I just, <laughs> oh, it's a Walmart. Well, I don't need to go there. You know what I mean? And and the BP thinks the same thing. And platform will end up in that space in a lot of people's minds. But the difference between I guess like if if Anheuser Bush is gonna take them national, it might not hurt them too bad. Sure, but it, if they're not gonna take them national, it's gonna hurt them in Ohio forever. You know, it's it's all it, it. People in Ohio will all be like, "Fuck it." I mean, I even saw people like on Twitter on the story. It was great. They were like, "Start tasting like shit when Anheuser Bush bought them anyway." Yes, shit beer. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Be irrational. Be irrational. Yeah. We don't have to give them an inch. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be fair. Never. You don't gotta be fair to them. You can just be like, it tastes like shit. Now, hey, hey, tell your, tell your fucking wife, hey, a fucking platform tastes like dog shit. I don't know what happened. Get a platform ad. Say, my worst ex loved platform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We should take out anti-platform <laughs> ads on social media and yeah. just say, "Have y'all noticed it? Because all it takes—it's the same thing. Subway is a place that really, when they said the goddamn sandwiches are made out of yoga mats, yeah, I just quit going. I just was I like, I don't it. need to eat. I don't need to eat yoga mats, but I eat Taco Bell, which is also made out of yoga mats. Yeah." <laughs> I mean, I'm half, I'm half, uh, uh, I have part of my belief system is that impossible meat is yoga mats. Sure. (laughs) But anyway, uh, the Columbus tap room has weekdays where bartenders work seven or eight hours to walk away with $12 in tips that it's, that's terrible kitchen staff who make three times the hourly rate have had their hours reduced while bartenders have been told to make food, even when they're the only person working and must leave front of the house unattended. Wow. DTC drive. I don't know what that is. Direct-to-consumer. Direct-to-consumer drivers have been told that they are now required to drive company vans instead of their own vehicles to save the company paying them mileage, reducing their pay an average of 50%. Oh, snap. Wow. Well, yeah, they're not paying for their gas and, and miles. But, like, the mileage payments really make a difference to people. Right. I've known a lot of In people, people that get paid run. mileage. Sure. I, yeah, I. mean, But they want. They need that money. That's now. you're right. I, you I, know I guess, what I mean. I mean, yeah. I guess just getting paid to use your own car is never worth it, in my opinion. I don't. I. I, I would rather drive the company car. But they need the money. They're just people that need yeah. that money now. Your payment doesn't today matter you're... for car problems in the future. Exactly. It's like when I drove for Lyft. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is like yeah, it wasn't a good deal for me, but it like. And I and I didn't make hardly any money, but I was able to pay my bills while I was trying to make this thing work. Yeah, and all that. I mean, and you know, you got money then, and now you need a new transmission and a whole engine. I know. You know, just paid $3,000 to fix my car that I have to pay $3,000 left. You got paid $3,000 to drive for Lyft and did that much in damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it, it, but I'm doing this for a living now. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm sure that's the way they're looking at it. Because we're talking about like with the car thing, right? With mine, like, it's not going to kill me to pay that. I'm like going to be fine paying that money. And my my, wife's, my wife gets uh, checks for driving. Yeah. I love them. I know. They're separate from the paycheck. You do the paycheck, <laughs> I do all the finances. And she's like, and $180 for miles last month. And I'm like, yo, yeah! Yes! Are you serious? Just for driving the car? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> to a place you had to drive the goddamn car anyway? Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. Um, when I was roofing, we were working. We were working in Middletown, Ohio, which is about ninety minutes outside of Columbus. And uh, me and you know my my brother in law were working together on the crew. He would drive, and he would just the whole time driving home on that last day. He's like, "They're gonna give me so much money. That's three hours of driving plus the drives to work. is just gonna be. I mean, it's a good few hundred. And it was just like you're getting like an extra two hundred bucks on your check. Yeah, I'm not getting that. Right, you know, so I I do understand. I understand the complaint, yeah, because it, like I need the money now. I don't need it later, and and maybe but, I can make some. Like maybe I can make something happen so that when I do need the money later to fix the car, I have the money to fix the car. Yeah, and I also this is also where like uh, union or some sort of representation of workers really comes into play because the 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 owners, the company, they're like. All right, we want to do this because it saves us money and then that's there needs to be a way for you to say like hey, we'll drive your vehicles. If that works on the books, if that makes it work better for you, that's fine. But there's a certain level of income that I am accustomed to. Exactly. Exactly. Like I'm like I'm not you think that you're paying this you think you're paying me this amount for my salary. And then the mileage is something that I spend on car. I put in like car repairs, like <laughs> savings account or something. That's not what's happening at all. I'm spending all of that money. I'm relying on that money. So... You have to pay me the same money, and I'll still drive your van. I'll drive whatever fucking van you give me. My car repair savings account. My envelope. <laughs> I have a. I have a cash envelope, I have an envelope full of cash in my house for my car repair savings. Never spend that money on anything but the car. Never. I haven't touched it. I'm not I, 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 Even when I'm hungry, even when my belly's touching my spine, I don't even <laughs> spend it on a a dollar bag of bread and some cheese. When when it's when it's my wife and I's anniversary <laughs> and we want to have a you know a really nice dinner together and we don't have any money coming in, uh I still don't touch that money. I'd rather divorce my wife than touch that money. That's car money. <laughs> yeah, right that's there, the car money, you know. We know it. Platform Beer Company has spent thousands of dollars installing a movie theater in a Columbus tap room. has required shorthanded and overworked bartenders to man the pop-up truck in a sales capacity uh-huh. while the salaried sales team is not required to, and is actively expanding and working to open more physical locations. Right. Um, so you're spending money. Yeah. That's the other thing. They're it's spending like, money. Hey, if things are bad, I know when, like, I can do that. Like, it's just, it's so dishonest. Yeah. Don't spend money like that now. Not in front of my face? Yeah. Hey, you know what? Maybe by the end of the year, you can put that movie theater in your place, and nobody's going to fucking get mad about it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But right now, there's no point in putting a movie theater in your fucking brewery. You yeah, know? S- somebody's lost, you know, 25, 30, 40% of their income that they used to get from tips, and they're figuring out, like, can't can I live on less? Can I just live off of the hourly wage that I'm getting from platform as a bartender and also being told to cook and run a food truck and to do these other things. And they're managing those feelings. And you're like, we're going to put in a movie theater. It's going to be epic. (laughs) Yeah. And the problem. uh, Yeah. And the movie theater isn't really going to be you. uh, No, nobody wants to see a goddamn movie. Nobody's trying to sit and watch a movie yet. Are you renting it out? I, I you know. That is just lunat lunacy. I do. I think so I, too. Who, the, who, the only who, thing you should be debuting is outdoor patios, rooftop bars, uh, places where you have like a an like a IV that you walk around with or something. Just some something safer. I gotta say, who the fuck goes to a bar? First of all, they can't play new movies. It's not right. like you can go there and, and see the yeah. latest movie. You got to go there and watch like the Monster Squad or something like <laughs> that. Drunkards like that, like that stuff. Uh, I, they'll watch Anchorman. They'll do a, they could do an Anchorman night or like a, a Big Lebowski night every Thursday and watch 100,000 people show up to that thing. I guess you're right. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen, there is a pizza place in town that has a projector. On the side yeah. of a building and it's outdoors. It's time and they'll show like family guy and shit like that on there. And I just never see anybody paying attention to that. It's just a lot. They're also open from two to four AM. Yeah, that's cool. But I, I'm just saying it's like, that it's like I like to watch Karate Kid like at two to four AM. <laughs> you're drunk. The and next you're Karate like, Kid, the Hillary Swank one, the good one. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff they show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wanna put some like unicorn sauce on a piece of pizza while I'm like trying not to get the spins. Yes, you need those. Yeah, those power down places are important because too many people, they cut you off at two. And then you're like, what are we supposed to do except for throw up at our house all night long? I just don't know why you put a movie theater in now when you can honestly take care of your employees, not have this press issue and put the movie theater in in November. And it's good press. Putting a movie theater in a fucking bar right now is not good press. You could buy three giant Jengas for $180 and set those motherfuckers up and get more than a movie theater is going to get for you. Outside, yeah. <laughs> Just put shit outside. Yes. You don't need shit indoors. Stay away shit. Yeah, yeah. The above example I don't need to be cozied up next to anybody right I know. Now. I know. I know. And that's that's the thing I've been thinking about a lot is like, you could be doing the right thing and getting good press and also still have what you have yeah later on in the year when when more people are vaccinated at the and, end of the year do stuff like that that's great know, and here's the thing i'm going to tell you what uh, street fighters uh, like i have a genius brain for capitalism that i'm refusing to use for that but if you haven't figured out by now with these businesses you could give five thousand dollars to all of your employees, spend fifty thousand dollars advertising that you did it, and make five hundred thousand dollars immediately. <laughs> that is true. You're fucking a hundred percent right. And you know the they gift. got the money like, after Imbev bought them. Yes, you know they probably paid like thirty mil, some crazy number for it. You know, because I mean, doesn't Anheuser Busch just pay fucking massive amounts of money for this stuff? I don't. I I I would. Expect so. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would think expect it, them to just be like, "Hey, here's fucking thirty-five million dollars for this, and now we I, own it." I don't think they would buy a rickety old brewery that's on its last leg. I think they would buy one that has some cash and and knows what they're doing and is making a lot of money. Well, I, they're only invest. They're investing in in brands that return on their money i have to assume that that platform that anheuser-busch didn't come to platform that platform came to anheuser-busch that's what i have to assume i don't know how that works i don't either but i assume that like anheuser-busch isn't out there like <laughs> we gotta buy these well i guess because platform's yeah. one of the biggest ones yeah in town and they sold so the above examples show it's shark like it's, it's shark tank man it's yeah. shark tank it's like but that's what regular business is Is like conglomerates try to buy out people and that's where all of this like the the fintech in- infrastructure comes from is creating businesses that can eventually be bought out by sharks yeah you know? it's interesting because that's like cheryl's cookies you ever you know cheryl's cookies right like yeah i don't know if that's a national thing i don't know uh, if it is either but there's a company is. from columbus ohio called cheryl's cookies they had them in every mall i read this story recently well actually i was out taking a walk and i passed by this place called c kruger's cookies and i looked in the door and it fucking was cheryl's cookies i was like this must be like a high dollar cheryl's cookies and then i uh i i got a news story in my email and it was fucking the cheryl from cheryl's cookies but she's not allowed to use the name cheryl anymore so she's just Making cookies, you know, she was like, I'm passionate about cookies. I'm allowed to make cookies. Now. Like she had signed this thing. She had sold out and she signed this thing. And now she's trying to start from scratch again, but maybe do something a little smaller because it doesn't matter because she made a shitload of money off the original sale. But, uh, you know, the pandemic ended up hitting and, and the place downtown is closed now. But like, but like uh, uh the amounts of money that I saw in that article where it was just an astronomical amount of money to buy a cookie shop. When you could, honestly, you could just make, I mean, you can figure out the recipe by eating a cookie. Yeah, yeah, you can back. <laughs> you know, there's people that could do that very easily. Yeah, you could do some backward research to figure <laughs> yeah. out what it was. Well, we talked about it on a, a Shark Tank episode, but Famous Amos also sold his cookie recipe and try, had to come back, tried to make his own cookies again. He's cookie broke. industry is fucked up. Yeah, he sold them for nothing. Yeah, That was the problem. Yeah. Uh, Platform. uh, So the above examples show that this is a pointed effort to both reduce company overhead and to pass the responsibility of paying your employees a living wage onto the customers. We believe it is unethical and unrealistic to expect employees to continue taking on more hours and more responsibility for the same low wages yep. all while spending copious amounts of money expanding the brand during a time of crisis when we are barely getting by. Spit it. That's yeah. right. I mean, yeah, it's um uh you can't take from people forever. You 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 you've grown arrogant where you think well, these fucking idiots—they need a job anyways, and they know we're in tough times. We're just going to ask them to take the brunt of this. And why? Why would they ever take the? Why would they ever? What? What? What stakes do they have in in platform fucking beer? Zero. So, I'll tell you this: uh, it's it's a wrestling thing. WWE. They they laid a bunch of people off uh, last year. They also. Um, they also. You know didn't give bonuses to their corporate workers and and the, and the people that work for the company and uh they made record profits last year by a lot so and this signed like crazy they did deals it. too yeah so they didn't have to they they actually didn't have to lay anybody off they could have just paid people and they would have made record profits even then you know they they, they and like I think a lot of comp Kroger, It's closing stores because they don't want to pay hero pay. Yep. And that, to me, is like, Kroger, you're doing pretty good. I go into the Kroger a lot, okay? Kroger's is busy all the time. (laughs) It's busy, and they're always out of everything. They're selling a lot of shit, and like they're not hurting. So I think a lot of people a scuzzy it's a scuzzy thing businesses are doing it's that hey we're doing okay but we could always do better yeah and we'll just get rid of more people we'll just fire people yeah who, who fucking cares you know yeah and and the big term that's come out during corona is right sizing instead of downsizing instead of saying we're firing people it's saying you know what uh we got a workload on our hand that you know we got too many people on this. We have to get right. We have to we have to do it the right way. You know, we we need to get rid of the people that we don't need to keep this thing rolling. They also don't generally have too many people. They actually don't have they they might have enough people. Right. And then when they right size, yeah. there's not it enough. Everybody's going to do more or you're going to get (laughs) right-sized. Yes, yes. In addition, three employees from our tap rooms have been diagnosed with COVID-19 in the last six months with exposure to at least one more known case. We employees were officially notified of only two instances. One of the employees diagnosed with COVID was kitchen staff. We never closed. We were never notified officially in order to specifically disinfect the area or to get tested ourselves. And the contact tracer sheets have never been used to notify the public of an outbreak in the tap room. Mm. The tracer sheet is only being used as a device to lure customers to the tap room and give them a false oh. sense of security. We believe the measures platform has put into place for legal reasons are for legal reasons only, and that the safety of staff and the public are secondary. This is an unethical, unsafe, and deceptive practice. We have uncontrollable black mold in our back cooler which food is stored. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Wait, they started talking about a sheet, and they ended up with, a, with biological warfare. I, I, this is another thing. You should. This is another good move on their part because it's like fuck this company anyway. If y'all was thinking like you're gonna eat here anyway, uh, there's also black mold all over all the food. <laughs> hey, COVID is fucking crazy. You know, maybe it, it was just created by the Democrats to get Donald Trump out of office. But there's black mold at those tap rooms. <laughs> Um I do I do like that uh I like that because it's also the same thing that like you this the same thing that you came to, which I haven't dealt with, but you know somebody that had COVID and you got to see how the internal workings of the bureaucracy informed people of the school yeah yes yeah you you at school you got to see what happens when someone gets covid do you get an email do you get a phone call who do they notify what, what's that protocol there and then you realize there's no protocol like yeah when you a tell really some- bad job <laughs> yeah when you tell somebody someone got covid they're like ah oh, really ah oh, i didn't want to tell people Yeah. I really didn't want to tell people that COVID happened here. And then you just wait until nobody remembers. 10 days. Yeah. Not 10 days from Last Symptoms, just 10 days. 10 days. From get out of here. We have uncontrollable black mold Ugh. in our black cooler where the food is stored. The mold is currently breaching the wall to our main cooler where it attaches itself to our cans and cardboard boxes, and we have to use bar rags to wipe it off of cans on a regular basis. No! it's But you know what? I, dre- I, w- I drove there to get special edition beer in the middle of the afternoon because they said it was limited edition. It was covered in black mold. Yeah. It's interesting. They were wiping the mold off the top. And you have to, that is a, I mean, you should say stuff like that. Yeah, I don't doing think that's things. a secret. I don't want that to be a secret. Yeah, don't keep that a <laughs> secret, man. Make that like widely known because, I mean, if that kind of shit is going on, look. Let's keep it COVID. Let's keep it COVID. Yeah. Right? We're- Let's talk about infections. Let's talk about transmittable diseases. Yeah, yeah. We have made it known that closing alone is an unsafe practice, and despite acknowledgement from management, the schedule continues to cut hours and have bartenders closing alone multiple days a week. We lost our GM in January. The position has not been properly filled in a month, nor has the company had anyone lined up for the position yet. That means everybody's doing their job. They're like, can you you do this? Jim used to do this. Can you count the the kegs at the end of the night? They're giving you, like... More no. responsibilities, which looks good for you, yeah, but it never translates to pet. No, they're going to bring somebody out. They're going to bring somebody from outside off of Craigslist or one of their friends. They're just going to bring one of their frat buddies on to be your fucking new GM Dude. While they while you were sitting there and doing the end of the night logs and all that. They're just going to create a lead position is what they're going to do so that they don't even have to cover that spot. They'll just be yeah. like, oh, you're a lead now. Which a lead just makes the same amount as all the employees, but has all the responsibility of a manager. Yeah. Lead positions should be outlawed. Put that on my list of things we should be able to outlaw. I agree. I think there should be some sort of established chain of command. Yeah. Yeah. Because lead is unacceptable. Lead is the most unacceptable position (laughs) in the fucking world. I was a lead at the cable company for about three months, and all it was was more work. It was there. I didn't. I was like, "What's my pay for being the lead?" And they were like, eh, "It's not like really an official." It was like assistant to the assistant manager on the yeah, office. Yeah. When Dwight says that it looks really good around here. Like we're always trying to hire leads. It's like, no, you're not. You hire people directly out of college. You're not you're hiring a lead. If you're not making any more money, it's not a lead. I'm know? the lead for a dumbass that's never had a job before and is now my manager. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Something with a shipping and logistics degree. It says, this has had a detrimental effect on the operations. All of the areas of concern listed in this letter were brought to our previous GM's attention. The previous GM then had advocated on our behalf for some or all of the issues through the proper channels, but nothing was ever addressed appropriately. Mm, I think, you know, maybe the GM... (laughs) that may be why the gm's not around anymore (laughs) the gm might have got cancer out of nowhere and had to peace out on the job (laughs) well he might have got fired no they said they left in january right no they they said they lost their gm oh yeah right fired yeah sounds like a bad gm he well but they're saying here that the gm advocated on their behalf and went to the proper channels to get The problem's fix and nothing ever happened, and now the GM's gone. Okay. And it just feels like maybe they trusted that guy. You know what I mean? Or whoever the GM was, maybe they trusted them? Well, yeah. Or I think it's more just like a matter of evidence of saying, hey, we reached out to the GM. We went through the proper channels. Yeah, this isn't something that's out of the blue. Yeah. This is something that's been brewing. Uh, we like the dynamic we have with each other and we like the work. But the short-sightedness of massively downsizing labor costs, underappreciating employees, and ignoring the health and safety of staff in more ways than one is frustrating. We think the brand and staff both suffer for it. Our time here, while well spent in the past, has come to feel both unsafe and exploitative and in, and innumerous grievances have led us here today. For the reasons listed above and others, we have all resigned. The taproom is closed. Closed and locked regards the entire Columbus taproom staff. Woo. That is a great. idea. Keep I mean, on rocking in the free world. Right? Yeah. And, and, you know, fuck you and you and you. You're all out of here. Yes. Yes. And I, so. So. I did that once. You like just got the whole. The whole staff. Leave? Yeah. Yeah. When I worked at the when I worked at this clothing store with the boss that would come in super drunk on Friday nights or Saturday nights, they would come in, they were wasted and they would yell at us and treat us like shit. After enough times, I was like, it it was, I mean, it's really like the beginning of street fight. It was like, we can go get jobs anywhere else. Like this is a shitty job that pays minimum wage. There are so many other places that are offering that. So let's just all leave tonight. And so we left a voicemail and just said, you know, to fuck you, Lynn. Uh you're a drunk ass B-word. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh you're awful. All that stuff. And we hung up and then we all left and never showed up again. It was the best. Right. So platform did respond to this. Yeah. Uh uh. So we'll read their response. And then we'll oh, yeah, they they were I was, I was uh, I was uh, surprised at how quickly they had a, a response, yeah. but I guess you have to have. I mean, you're big time, and you have to have PR in place, or at least someone that can handle these type of situations, right? Because like I would have just crumbled. I would I would have crumbled. and have been like. Fuck, that looks so bad. <laughs> Let's close yeah, I'm this done. place, man. I don't want to do this no more. I just shuttered it, yeah. Is there somebody at Anheuser-Busch that can take this over for yeah. me? And leave me the fuck someone out of it? Fire someone to do my job. Fire me, please. I mean, Nate, I mean, a lot of what I saw on Twitter uh under the thing was there were a lot of employees coming out and calling the owner out by name his name was justin and saying he's an asshole he's always been an asshole and that's the reason why they quit right and then an interesting thing that i did see was there was an account that was brand new that had one follower and uh, I think followed like one person, and they were calling the employees bums and lazy <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, "That's you Justin, got to, yeah. That's Justin. Yeah. That's Justin's, Justin's got a burner account, <laughs> and he's fucking calling people lazy and shit. He's you know? desperate. He's desperate. He, he he doesn't want his public image fucked up. He's he's to get screenshotted responding to these employees or letting him know that they heard him. He's like Dave Ramsey in that way. Yeah. And that like." He wants to clobber these people, these low-level employees, but he knows it looks bad and he can't make it out, so he just goes on there with his burner and just tries to to make him feel bad. He's probably pacing. He probably did pace around his house all day, like, really pissed. Walking circles, yeah. Like, just so hot under the collar these about These fucking the people, yeah. He just kept looking, these fucking people... Can you believe this? Can you believe this? He's just doing that all day. Yeah, Terry down there he he don't do shit. He doesn't have his fucking head on right. He never did. Yeah, yeah, he's mad at each individual employee talking shit about him, you know. So they said today, February 27th, several employees at our Columbus tap room location abruptly resigned. We take this action extremely seriously. Oh, you should. <laughs> yeah. And we're currently gathering more information about the issues that were raised. It's a threat on your whole existence, dog. Yeah. While we met with current and former employees to learn more, we are temporarily closing our Columbus tap room. Uh, okay. First of all, that's interesting. That they said, we take this action extremely seriously and currently gathering more information about the issues that were raised. It's like, I just read all the issues that were raised in the letter. And then I saw pictures of the black mold on the beer. Yeah. I think somebody posted pictures of the black mold, which is also I, another move, you know? You know what? I'm I'm going to say, I'm not going to pick a, I'm going to try to be unbiased and say they get a pass. You have to acknowledge that some issues were raised whenever you do one of these posts. <laughs> <laughs> you get away with a lot just by saying, Hey, we were looking at the issues raised. It's like, which ones exactly, though? Because I saw them on Reddit, I saw them on Twitter. I want to know which ones exactly. Some people so- say some shit, and some people have been saying some stuff. And yeah, we heard them. You yeah, know, it's like, no, you didn't. We heard about this. You know, we're all on social media together. You know, we we found out about this when you did. <laughs> The only thing they found out about is that like someone called them and s- someone said that the store is closed downtown in Columbus yeah. right now. That's they all went, they know. They went on and they hate the people that didn't show up to work because it fucked their day up. They went on Reddit too. I can yeah. guarantee they were on Reddit and Twitter and Facebook. Sure, but they were probably on their Facebook page. For I don't think the employees investigated it very much. What do you mean? I don't. I just. I can't imagine. I get. I don't know. I can't imagine. Uh, the 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 PR people, the upper crust people. I don't think they give a shit at all why the people did it. I think they're just trying to come up with the best message to pretend like they care. So I don't think they actually investigated the claims of anybody beyond the letter that was posted. You Do know? you think it's a PR firm, or is it really them? It's not a PR firm. Justin and Paul Benner. It's not a PR firm, but like we have a PR firm in the way that like if I wanted to make a serious announcement or if I want to do things, I will consult with people and say, how does this look or sound? Okay. So that's what you think these guys did was like, We're going to write this thing. Over the last year, our priority has been the health and safety of our employees and our guests. That don't sound true, though. That We have implemented health and safety protocols that closely follow the CDC and local health authority guidelines, including contact tracing and proper communication following positive cases of COVID-19. Now, that whole paragraph sounds like a lie to me because those are specific things that were addressed in it. And I did see the black mold. So the health and safety of your guests... It's kind of odd. Platform was founded in 2014 on the premise that collaboration should be the cornerstone of everything that we do. This principle guides us as we brew beer and work to support the communities in our six locations across Ohio. Since day one, we have prided ourselves on working together to be the best brewer in the state and supporting our full team that works so hard towards that goal. It just doesn't sound that way, though. It sounds like no. The, I mean, yeah. if what it, the the employees are saying. That they're making twelve dollars at the end of a night. You're not taking care of their health and safety and well-being. It doesn't sound like. Yeah, I think to me, honestly, uh, the way I'm feeling right now about this is that the employees feel severely fucked up. And you're just like, this is what I'm getting at is that they're just writing what they want people to think. Exactly. This, this is not a response to anything. This is not a response. This is them dictating, um, they said they felt unsafe. I'm sorry. We had tracer charts. You and know they didn't we, we, do it. Yeah, they we, didn't do it. it we wasn't had us. we had guidelines in place. Technically, we had guidelines in place. So even if they point out all the holes in our guidelines, it doesn't deny the fact that we had guidelines in place. True. True. We are committed to making sure all of our employees know that their feedback will be heard anytime and anywhere. Starting on Monday. We will be scheduling small group conversations with all employees oh across all gosh. locations as an open forum to ask questions, so we can address never, any issues immediately. Never, never. What do you think who you're get out of that? Who? How? Wh- how? That to me. That once again. This sounds like a computer. This sounds like PR. This sounds like marketing. It sounds like you would never dare listen to what your employees saying because the whole reason we're here is what your employees said. The only response to this is that we feel bad that these people felt this way by working for us and we want to make it right and we want to implement changes. Telling the, the changes it, that they've requested, yes. by the way. Telling them that, like, all right, uh, all right, th- we did everything right. Those people walked away. Now we're going to harass all the other people that work for us and make them tell us that, something, that we do something bad. You know, We're going to say, tell me I did something wrong we'll take it right now i'm listening i'm fucking listening what do you have to say about what i fucking did wrong what do you have to say it's gonna be an aggressive meeting you wanted this you wanted you think you can just walk off this job you think in the middle of coronavirus you think that you you shouldn't be grateful for what you have tell me what i'm doing fucking wrong Mm -hmm. i don't think it'll be super aggressive but no that's the undertone the undertone is gonna be like all right, we're all gathered. You know, it's an open forum. You can say whatever you want about yeah. this. And everybody just sits around and darts eyes at each other. And they're like, well, if no one has anything to say, I'll close the floor for questions and uh, we'll get back to work. Well, if nobody has anything to say, I just want to say this. <laughs> You're right. I mean, are right. I fucked up on that times. detail. I fucked up on that detail. <laughs> I'll just say this and then I'll plead their case. Yeah. But they want. We mention, love you. We love the hell out of you. We yeah. don't want to be going through all this. We don't want you quitting in the middle of the day. But just don't expect things to be different. Yeah, they're they're not going to make any changes. Yeah, not at all. No, I don't. I don't believe you they know they make what you're going to get here. You know, we don't want you to expect nothing different. I mean, this is a company that doesn't even need the tap rooms to be open. Like, they could no! probably make better They're money. They're selling drugs! I know. Well, they could probably make better money just paying the employees to stay home and closing the tap rooms until people can go back out at full capacity. The governor of Ohio said you can drive their products to people's houses. It's legal distribution of fucking alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many ways they could have handled the 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 coronavirus and they decided to handle it in the worst way possible yeah so you know that's the end of the show fuck platform beer man what the hell and Kia. you know what kia, too. kia and platform beer you're taking shrapnel maybe those companies will go out of business now. someday i hope <laughs> uh thanks for listening to street fight radio i hope you enjoyed the basement show we'll be back on sunday we're taking calls this week from all y'all the number to dial is is uh I don't know it off the top of my head. I shouldn't have well, said that. That was yeah, stupid. That was that was a big mistake. It's something six five five. It was a flub. Six one four six five five six one four six five five three eight eight seven. All right, uh, thanks for saving me there. But that actually doesn't matter. It's not like people are going to be listening to this show.
1: They're right writing it down.
0: Time. No, they're not. They're getting a they're getting a big pen out and writing it on paper. They're they're in their notes app, like I am, uh, uh, typing out my case number for Kia. <laughs> yep. To forever forget it. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, if you want more of what we do, we are on all the social media. You can find Brian on Twitter. He's MurderXBrian on Twitter. Uh, we also share stuff on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under the name Street Fight WCRS. And then follow us on twitch.tv slash treefightradio. Uh, I play video games there on Twitch. Um, We're getting Brian set up soon to do some video game streaming there as well. Yeah, who knows what I'll do. I'll probably play videos, play video games, fuck around with my friends and stuff. Uh, Once I'm I'm up and running, uh, I plan to have a lot of fun with Twitch at night. And, uh, uh, you know, probably play some Hitman 3. It's a great game. I love Hitman. All right, I got to get home and watch the rest of this Tony Robbins documentary and then uh uh The Shield. Man, I listening to Tony Robbins talk to Evander Holyfield just made me feel so in- insignificant. I just just two guys trading like amazing stories. Just like Evander Holyfield is like, when I was 8 years old, an old an old man looked at me and said you're going to be the world heavyweight champion. What do you think about that? And he said, I got to ask my mom first. <laughs> and I went home, and I asked my mom, and she said, yes, you can. And so I did. I became the world head. And I'm just like, what am I doing, man? I could have just picked when I was eight and done it. Yeah. Such a loser. Tony Robbins is my therapist. I'm gonna, He's great. But I don't want to talk about it now because I'll burn it for the show tomorrow. But you're going to hear a lot of weird... You're gonna hear Tony Robbins is burrowing his way into my stupid brain. Yeah, so, I'm a big fan. It always happens. He it still happens gets with me all rolling, these guys. I think we're gonna do Susie Orman next. Yeah, Susie Orman. We covered we covered the financial ghouls. Now we need to cover the financial gals. Yeah, and you know the financial ones seem really are really fun. Just yeah. out of out of just pure, uh, uh just out of pure like. Comedy value. The financial ones yeah. are maybe more fun than Tony. I Robin. Don't, honestly, I could do this for I could do this for a while. Like, I want to do some good. I, I want to do some legit good ones. There's some good books that I like. <laughs> we'll do more. Where like the, I, I don't the, the know War that, of Art or like subtle art of not giving a fuck. Like, there's some of those that I, I would love to hear what you think after listening to them. Well, I don't know that there's any hard date to be done with. Get motivated, so we'll be good. All right, Susie Orman though is she's great. Yeah. Fucking. I used to love staying up in the middle of the night and getting yelled at her on the TV, smoking smoking another fucking bowl of weed. Uh, all right, we'll see you on Sunday. Peace. We are doing Gary V. Absolutely, Balvin chips and no
1: regrets. We just come from such different sets of circumstance I'm up all night in the studios And you're up early on your ranch You'll be brushing out a broodmare's tail While the sun is ascending And I'll just be getting home with my real career There's no comprehending Just how close to the bone and the skin And the eyes and the lips you can get And still feel so alone Still feel related Like stations in some relay or not a, a hit-and-run driver No, no, racing away, You just picked up a hitcher A around the white lines on the freeway farmhouse burning down in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night we roll right past that tragedy till we turn into some roadhouse lights where a local band was playing locals were up kicking and shaking on the floor the next thing i know that coyote's at my door He pins me in a corner and he won't take no He drags me out on the dance floor And we're dancing close and slow Now he's got a woman at home He's got another woman down the hall He seems to want me anyway Why'd you have to get so clunky? Leave me on that way You just picked up a hitcher A prisoner out the white line on the freeway right in the face on the road to jenny in my old hometown he went running through the weed chasing some prize down and a hawk was playing with him coyote was jumping straight up and making passes and those same eyes just like yours under your dark glasses Privately probing the public rooms and Peeking through keyholes and numbered doors Where the players lick their wounds And take their temporary lovers And their pills and powders To get them through this passion play No regrets, coyote I just get off a pro race You just pick up a hitcher a Prisoner on the white lines on the freeway He's staring a hole in his scrambled legs He picks up my scent on his fingers While he's watching the waitress's legs He's too far from the Bay of Funday From Appaloosas and Eagles and Tides And the air-conditioned cubicles And the carbon ribbon rides Are spilling it out so clear Either he's gonna have to stand and fight Or take off out I tried to run away myself To run away and wrestle with my ego This this flame You put here in this Eskimo In this hitcher In this prisoner Of the fine white lines Of the white lines on the free